Hey family, hey y'all, how y'all doing? It's Ugo. What's happening, y'all? Y'all don't have to excuse my voice. I'm a little bit. She sounds crazy, but I that's do. what happens when you be swallowing people's kids. Like, it's whoa, really that's crazy! All I did was go swimming. <laughs> Someone was swimming, all right. Oh, it's, I set myself up for that. Yeah, that was clear. Yo, we need we need that one of those soundboards that have like the sound effects <laughs> <laughs> and a, <ooh. laughs> one of those. I can't be all the sound effects this season. <laughs> but what's happening, y'all? It's Carly and. Me, you, <laughs> the problematic sister. I'm Chris. You, you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. good. That's all I've been doing. Okay. Well, this whole season was really fun. Um, today we are recording our last episode of season one. So, woo! Cheers! Confetti we in the made air. it. We made it. We made it. Um, it was really exciting. It was not something I've never experienced before. Um, I have no podcast experience. I just talk. And you guys actually listen to us. So thank you so much for all the love and support. Big mm-hmm. um, We really, actually, really appreciated it. And sometimes it did get me a little emotional. I don't like to show emotion, but I was like, oh, shit. Like, people actually fuck with us. So. Yeah. Yep. Every time we get this feedback, it's like, even, like, the little ones that are like, oh, this episode was really good. Yeah. To the ones where, like, people are, like, spilling, mm-hmm. like, what they liked about the episodes and how we've, like, inspired people to, you know, be more confident and you know, who they are and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I didn't think that just like three people who are just like talking like our truths and, you know, just here talking shit for y'all can like lead to something like that. Right. So I think that's really cool. I think it's dope because it's like everyone in their 20 somethings is essentially we're all, especially like if we all like live around here, we're going through the same stuff. So like, Sometimes hearing other people's take on it and it's like, oh shit, I went through that too. Or like, oh, that's how I feel. I thought it was the only one. I think th- that relatable moment that we've had, like, or moments that we've had within the season is what, like, really took us, like, pretty far. Yeah. Further than where I thought we was going. Because, child, I, I just thought five people would listen to us. I didn't know. I'm not going to say same. Not really. Pleasant. Right? And then we started hitting, like, over 100 plays yeah. and we're oh, like, what the hell? Wow. Y'all really like to hear me talk my shit. Facts. Like, that's crazy. And then to hear people be like, I listen every week. It's not like yeah. they just listen to one episode. Right. They're like consistently coming back. It's like, huh? Like, yeah. I mean, I know I fuck with me, but like, y'all fuck with me too? Like, right. I didn't know. And it'd be people who like, you would never think. Like, right. even like, outside of just like our friend group, it's mm-hmm. people who, you know, we might know or even people that we don't know. Right. And it's like, I didn't think that our reach would be to these kind of people to a point where they would want to come back and just hear us. It's so interesting yeah. because we promote on social media, you know, Twitter and IG, and we know we have, you know, four-digit followings, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, you kind of, I, I don't know, it slips my mind who I'm reaching out to because I actually had someone that, like, I hadn't spoken to and I want to say, like, a good, like, two years or so hit me up in DMs and was just like, yo, I checked out your podcast. And I was so taken aback to see that message. I forgot that when I promote, like, there's a possibility that there are people that I haven't spoken to in yeah, forever yeah. seeing that and will tune in. Yeah. And that was just really, really crazy to see. I was like, oh, shit. Like, wow. Like, the weird thing about it is, when we first dropped the first episode, I was waiting because I'm that person. I'm waiting for someone to give me the negative. So I was like, okay, 
when are people gonna say like what the fuck is that bitch is doing or yeah. like something mm-hmm. like that but every person I would ask they'd be like no it's really good dynamic is great da 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 you mm-hmm. guys are funny and I'm just like wow mm-hmm. I mean we haven't had I, maybe they didn't tell me but I haven't seen any negative um, feedback so far I haven't far, either but, yeah so we are really appreciative of it. And even though like this is our last episode, that does not mean y'all not going to hear from us again. Oh, yeah, we still going to be active. We coming bigger, better. better. Like when I tell and you. better. We, we have so <laughs> many, we have so many ideas that we want to bring to fruition for season two. And considering like now that we will have season one under wraps, we'll have time to digest this season and see what we really liked and not necessarily things that we didn't like, but just things that we can either improve on or change, whatever the case may be, you know, it'll only make for a season two to just be massive. And, you know, right. We big know teams, our big teams, big teams. And it's like, we know our reach now right? and we know that, you know, down the line, people are really going to start fucking with us even more. And I think what separates us, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody, but um, we have a very, real world experience kind of show like it's not like we're just joking around or we're just you know one topic kind of thing we're not like super current event like gossip channel-y kind of thing mm-hmm. ours is very real life like when we step out of the studio the shit that we talked about today will is continue actually going on you know yeah, and yeah. i think that was and i think that's beneficial for us because like um ugo was saying it's stuff that you guys go through as well you know so i think it's really cool yeah honestly but yeah still keep in tune with us because we're still going to be heavy on the socials um still email us we are that podcast at gmail.com we really like um getting the emails from you guys and we are that pod on instagram and twitter follow our personal handles whatever you want to do because we ain't going nowhere i don't know why y'all <laughs> think it just because it's the last episode that that don't mean you're yeah, never gonna hear this voice again that's what i'm mean? saying fuck is you talking about our voices are way too nice for y'all to fuck think that mean? we're going away period <laughs> anyways so let's jump right into the episode today we are talking about culture <laughs> culture <laughs> i'm gonna choke on my drink culture culture so today we're talking about culture um not the baby not the baby even though she is so cute the baby's oh. name is culture but they say like culture like c culture or c-o-c-h-a culture i'm like what girl? she's so cute <laughs> she's so adorable cute. she's so cute um so today we're just going to be discussing culture i feel like that is something i really wanted to talk about because it's very important to me um i uh, i mean you guys can tell i'm pretty like the cat's out the bag. I'm Nigerian. If you guys didn't realize. Oh shit, really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, what? <laughs> I tried to keep it a secret for as long as I could. Like, That's why. But um, so I know it's really important to me whenever I'm dealing well in whatever I'm doing. So um, I just want to get like everyone's feedback, like on what the dynamics of culture, their actual culture is, blase, blase, blah. So I looked up the definition of culture. And it says, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group, i.e. Caribbean culture. Um, so what do you guys define as culture as? Damn. Um, <laughs> I feel like culture is, you know, a little bit of how you're raised, um, country influence. Um, you know, for example, if you are Nigerian, um, there's different customs and values and morals that come with being a Nigerian. Um, so all of those things combined with, you know, down to like things that you eat, things that you wear, mm-hmm. um, things you celebrate, 
um, different things that you tolerate in your relationships or anything. Yeah, it's really like, I feel like it's the most encompassing thing of who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's something that you not only can appreciate internally, but something you can also show externally. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it's just super all-encompassing. Pretty much, yeah. Um, culture is what shapes your ideals, your environment, you know. Um, basically, how you're raised, your background, and everything. I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. So, I know last episode we were talking about, like, communication and all of that how do you guys think that culture affects communication because i have a completely i feel like i have a completely different like stand on it so i just wanted to ask you guys before i say my own when you say communication do you mean like communication with others or with, uh, so for okay say for instance um see not seniors and people who are older than you like people that senior you like, <laughs> i don't mean like seniors I mean, <laughs> how do you affect community <laughs> you didn't have to do that <laughs> I mean, like, people that are older than you, for instance, or even, like, your peers, relationships, coworkers, whatever the case may be. How do you think culture affects that? Um, I feel like you might have to be more specific because it's, like, because I'm, I'm Jamaican, and listening to this right now it reminds me of something I remember I experienced when I was younger. So... I remember I, I used to be I used to be a very, very chubby girl when I was younger. <laughs> Thick. With three cues. Before before it was even that, I was just I was a fat kid. I was a fat ass kid. You know what that reminded no, me of? <laughs> that reminded me of you should have never called me a fat ass Kelly Price. <laughs> Yo, forever. No, Shout out to Catfish. No, that's funny as hell. No, but, um, okay, so, born here, you know, da-da-da-da. So, you know, in American culture, pointing that out is rude. Like, you know what I mean? Pointing out that someone's big is relatively rude. But in Jamaican culture, they'll highlight that. And it's not coming from a place of ill will. It's just, like, it's like a compliment, even. And I remember being in that situation as a kid where, like, like an aunt who hadn't seen me in a really long time mm-hmm. was like, you got big. I can't remember how she said it, but she basically pointed that out. And I, my feelings were hurt. <laughs> my feelings were hurt. And my dad had to tell me, she, he was like, not like she didn't mean it like that. Da, da, da. It's just like in our culture, like we just pointed out it's a friendly thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I see communication differs in that sense. How I'm, how in American culture, like making note of that, some people will take offense to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Jamaican culture, it's actually like it's not coming from a place of like you know hate or like making you feel bad about yourself. It's just like you're yeah, good, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. What, what is it? Good ass? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. Steam fish okra body. Yeah. You're healthy. You're thick. You're healthy. You look <laughs> nice. You look nice. Annoying. What about you, Chris? Um, I mean. I, how do I say this in the most comprehensive way possible? Um, I don't, cats out the bag, well, not cats out the bag, because y'all don't really know me, but um, <laughs> I'm adopted, so I don't know, like, what culture I would have been, like, I don't know if it would be, like, tied to a certain country or whatever, so being that my mom grew up here, grandparents grew up here, great-grandparents grew up, like, I don't have, like, a known 
place where I'm from. So I kind of just grew up in a black household. Um, so when it comes to communication, there's a very large emphasis on respecting elders. Um, so I would never speak wild to like my mom, my aunts, nothing. Like, mm. And even if they said something out of pocket or something I didn't like, whatever the case may be, there's a way of going about that rather than, you know, to insult them or to cause argument with like, don't you be looking at like the white kids that be doing that and you just Fuck be you, like, mom. whoa. Like, Who are you talking to? I would die. Like, like I and, and it's it's cringy, you know, like to just look at people saying, Well, fuck you, mom. You ain't shit anymore. And I'm you. like, I hate you. I'm, like, I'm running away. Like, where are you running to? Like, <laughs> I'm like, even thinking of that for me is like it's absurd. It's absurd for me. I don't know where I'd be if I tried that. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, as far as communication, there's a very, very strong emphasis on respecting your elders. This whole like new wave thing that I'm seeing with, um, you know, I don't give a fuck if you're older than me or not. Um, respect is respect, da, 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 this and the fourth. And I get that. Like there to are people extent. to an extent, extent exactly. like there's people who might be your elders who really don't respect you and they do treat you like trash. And it's like, sometimes you don't have to, um, you don't have to put up with that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my relatives and people who, you know, I really, really am close to, I don't see myself acting out like that. Like, I just don't think that's that's just not how I was raised. I don't I don't do it. So I feel like with both things that you guys just said, it's so like it, it rings so true to like the culture that I was raised up in. Like, Carly, you're talking about like Jamaicans bringing up weight. Like, I swear to God, I have never been. Like the thing, Nigeria. I don't know. Nigerians are such interesting people. Like I hail them, but I'm like, y'all really got issues. Yeah. So whenever it comes to like your how you what your weight is or whatever how you look, um, it's like they're so brazen and they'll just say it. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, like normal people have like a filter and it's, you notice mm-hmm. something, but it's like, oh, let me just shut up. Right. Yeah, no. no, Nigerians will really just nope. say it. And Absolutely. I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there was a point where. I don't know if this was in college. I think it was in college because I don't know. I was a little bit skinnier in college and I was just like struggling because, you know, once you turn off that meal plan, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, your life yeah. just, your life just stands on its own. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah. okay, for, well, guess I'm eating tuna for dinner, right. and breakfast and lunch. Like, right. um, and I remember one time I came home and my mom, my collarbones, like my collarbones are there. I don't know what she wants me to do with them. She was like, look at, look, your skin and bones. Look at your collar, look you at see, your neck, you see, see your I'm neck. And I'm like, mommy, first of all, did you send me $40 for groceries? <laughs> this is your fault. Like, <laughs> so why are you sitting here coming crazy at me? Or like, for instance, um, like I, I, my skin is like really acne prone. So like when I would break out, like my dad would be like, oh, what's all of these things in your face? Mm. I'm like, my nigga. You don't see me talking about you. Like, you see what? It's if like it was any other kid, like yeah. they would be so offended, you, exactly. bro. Exactly. But so it's like. Things like that, like, even play into, like, your self-esteem and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, you just have to be built tough to do yep. certain cultures. Yeah, that's true. Another thing is, is that in, I, in Jamaican culture, I know they'll find one prominent feature about you and make that a nickname. So, like, I actually have an uncle. We call it Uncle Chubby because he's big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember um, my that's dad so had a friend funny. who had a very prominent nose. 
called him Nose. Mm-mm. Just <laughs> not even Nose Z. No, like Nose. I, rem- I promise Nose-y. you. You're a bitch nose. for that, first I remember of all. he was in my dad's phone as... His like, name was, Ayo Nose. His like, name was Errol. Every Jamaican knows an Errol. But his name in, his, in my dad's phone was Nose, and I remember... Errol, parentheses, Nose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's literally how it was. Or Errol, <laughs> company, Nose. That's literally how it was, and his phone had so funny... That's but like you know I mean. what I mean, yeah. and like I remember seeing a tweet. It was um, somebody was like pointing that out, and they had mentioned how somebody had an arm that was kind of like shorter than the other one. So his nickname was like like clock, like counterclockwise Larry oh. or some shit like that. Wow. You know what I mean? No, that's but counterclockwise. Really, but that's in our culture. Wild. Like you know, we point out a prominent feature about you that's, that's very very no, but counterclockwise is wild. Very different. <laughs> very wild. Very wild. <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all saw the shit I just <laughs> But no, even like with what Chris was saying, like the respecting of elders things, I feel as though that was a hard, a really hard part for me. Like I remember in middle school, um, I couldn't make eye contact with people. Like it was just whether you're old, younger than me, I don't give a shit. But like if you're older than me, yeah. Like my even my peers, like when they would be talking to me, I would just be like looking at like their neck or something and I avoid eye contact because I wasn't looking at nobody's eyes when I was. Did you home. ever learn this trick, like looking in yes. the eyes? Okay. Yes, <laughs> I would. I literally would find a point on your face, and I would look at, but yeah. I'm not looking in your eyes. Right, that mm-hmm. or the tip of the nose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like when I realized, because I for, I think it was eighth grade. It was either seventh or eighth grade, and someone pointed it out, and they were like, "Yo, why the fuck you're not looking at me?" And I was like, first of all, you're at a ten. We can come down, okay? But it's like, okay, I knew I, I knew what I was doing, and it's like. I know why I'm doing it, but it's like, I, I, I really, it was so difficult for me to like stop and be like, yo, you got to start. Cause some people will take offense to it. It's not yeah, like, it's true. Yeah. It's not like I'm doing it on purpose, but it's just, I never like, if I'm talking to my mom, imagine me looking at <laughs> Augustina. Like, <laughs> I love your mom. No, like, but even that it's like, and when it comes to, it's, it's a sign of respect mm-hmm. in a sense. And when it comes to like respecting your elders, I know in my household, I was raised like affairs of the child and affairs of the parent are very separate. Mm-hmm. Like okay. affairs of the adult are very separate. So like even now when I'm a fully grown adult, like there's no one that can see me and be, you know, I mean, if you catch me without my eyebrows, you know what? I might look 12, but bitch, I'm not 12. Like <laughs> I'm grown. But like, <laughs> but like in those instances, now that it's time for me to communicate as an adult with my parents who are also adults or my siblings who are also adults, it's like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say this. The dynamic is weird. Like mm-hmm. even like talking to my older brother, like if they try to like come at me crazy and I'm just like, I don't like that. It's so difficult for me to say certain things. Like mm-hmm. if my dad does something, like when my dad would point out um, about my breakouts one time, I really had to be like, I don't understand why you're doing this. I don't mm-hmm. like this and I don't appreciate it. I don't right. point out the things that I don't like in you or right. the things that are very noticeable in you. Right. I would expect that back. Right. You know what? I feel like um, I understand the whole, you know, respect your elders relationship that you have when you're a child and such like that. But just naturally, like your relationship with your parents and your relationship with older people change as you get older. And I feel like especially in Caribbean cultures, they don't they don't understand that. Like it actually took me having to come to my mom. I want to say like when I had turned what, like maybe like 20. 21, 22, within there that I actually had to like sit her down and be like, you know, our relationship is different now. Mm-hmm. Like 
I'm grown. You know what I mean? Don't not to say that like I don't respect you or you know, but it's not so much me looking up at you. It's more so we're kind of like ah, oh, like kind of looking at each other more so evenly than I used to back when I was like yeah. 15 you yeah. know what I mean like you kind of we have to talk to each other differently now yes. yeah because I, I can't but, talk to you at 21 years old the same way I would at 13 like I can't yeah. Yeah. the thing that I noticed that actually goes into my next question because I was going to ask like what are the some of the clashes that you've experienced with your parents being that they're like you guys have yes the same Jamaican culture African-American culture Nigerian culture but it's like it's completely different times mm-hmm. for sure so I feel like though that's definitely one of the clashes that I've experienced when it comes to like dealing with that. It's like you're yeah, you're an adult, but you're still my child. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's how every Nigerian from what I cuz that's the only thing I've experienced. That's how every Nigerian parent looks at you. Yes, we see you have a job, you have a career, you have a husband, you have a child, but you're still my child. Right. Yeah. So it's it's so crazy to me cuz I'm just like at what point do you start to realize me as a fully functioning adult? Like, to be honest, I feel like in my situation, I feel like my parents pick and choose when they want to handle me as an adult and handle me as a child. When the bills do, suddenly I'm an adult. Word. Oh, okay. Word. But then it's like, no, I'm going to treat you like you're like, and I'm just like, wait, you can't pick and choose when to, you know, dress me as an adult and address me as You want to ask me for the bill, but then you asking me to come home by two. Are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you? That's so annoying. I don't understand this dynamic. This is, this is interesting because I didn't go through that at all. Really? Not at right. all. Like, the Let's dynamic that... Nice. That uh, was a big clash for my mom the thing, and I. The thing that about me and my mom is that she just instilled this thing that I had to respect her. Mm-hmm. So if I didn't respect her, I just had to reap whatever consequences came with it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to reap those consequences. So since I just respected what was going on, and it's not even like she was wilding or like doing anything that I didn't like. Um, it was kind of like, we we still had like, when I was younger, the mother-child dynamic where she would tell me what to do. I would do it because you're my mom, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But when it came to, you know, me growing and, you know, moving out of the house, getting a car, going to college, like all that kind of stuff. I don't know why it seemed like such a seamless transition, but I think she just sort of understood, like, you're an adult, so, like, be an adult. Because ain't like, there's things that I can teach you, but ultimately you're going to learn on your own. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't much, I, like, she couldn't really, like, baby me as much as, you know, a parent probably would because I had so much learning to do that she couldn't teach me. But the biggest clash that me and my mom had Um, which also goes into culture, we have a big generational gap. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom is a baby boomer, like an early baby boomer too. We have a very large age difference. And growing up as a teenager in the 1960s is different than growing up as a teenager in the 2010s. You know what I'm saying? So the things that I was going through as a teenager, as a young adult and everything, my mom didn't understand what all this was. And it was kind of like she couldn't, it was like, she couldn't really say that I couldn't do these things because it was just a sign of the times. But it, to her, it probably was difficult because it's like, damn, like, I, I can't understand this. So let me ask you, were there ever instances where your mom would compare like, like, well, when I was so-and-so age, like, she would compare her experience as said age to your current experience. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, for sure. Like, okay. like I said, like, 
there's too big there was a difference there's too big of a difference to where it was kind of like she couldn't really understand what was going on so i kind of just had to do it also with this is how things were when you know i was younger and i would encourage you to be that way but the sign of the times just won't let you kind of thing so the whole Oh, back in my day, like, every time I heard that, I was like, girl. I did not. I don't that. know. Like, I, I can't even think it's to so imagine. Funny. You guys hear back in my day, it was when my mom, she's so dramatic. I've never, like, you know how we say that Aries are dramatic? Because my mom's an Aries. No, brother. Now you have an Aries who's a Nigerian woman. So it's like, everything is times 10. And it's just like, bitch, relax. Like, <laughs> not bitch, but that's just, you know. Right. But I just be like, damn, calm down. Like, before <laughs> yeah. you pop a button. She'll be like, if there's dishes in the sink. She said, I didn't kill my mother. You can't kill me. I'm oh, like, my God. <laughs> why did you say we want to kill? Like, who told you? We want, who, just because there's a spoon in the topic? sink? Like, yeah. But I feel like, you know, you saying like a sign of the times or whatever. I still, like, that's another big cultural clash because it's like, me, I'm the type of person, I start work every day at, like, 7 a.m. And I'll go out, and I'll be out until, like, 2, 3, 4, sometimes 4. It used to be 5. I when I worked it. in New York, it used to be 5. I would just take a 45-minute nap and get back on the bus. Oh, Brush your teeth, that's it. Like, <laughs> oh, Lord. I she was very, outside, I lived dog. a very she active was outside, life. Outside. <laughs> she was but like, outside. But, like, my, to me, how I see it, as long as I, I can do whatever I want, as long as the next day I get up and face my responsibilities. Yep. You yep. know? Like, to me, it'll be different if it's, like, Oh, I partied on Sunday. I stayed out till 4 a.m. Let me call out Monday. No, I'm not calling out. I'm going to be at work. I'm tired of shit. That's adulthood. But I'm going to show up to work. Mm -hmm. But my mom, like, last week, every night after work, I went out. I don't know what was going through me. And I I really struggled. Like, there was a point, I think it was like Friday or Saturday. I was like, oh, God. Like, but I felt it. I know when I need to just dial back. But my mom texts me. She's like, I might read it verbatim, actually. Because she was like, nah, because I was do. really like, I don't know what's going on with you, sis, but you need to calm down. So she goes, um, she's like, hold on, sorry, let me scroll up because we were just chatting about shit. Um, where is it? See, this just shows great I love your mom's name, by the way. Right, it's all right. <laughs> It's okay. And there goes my one compliment for the day. So it was on Friday. Um, that was perfect timing. It was perfect timing. Thank you. Thank so it was on Friday. She texts me. She's like, it was like 1.15. She's like, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm fine. She said, Uguchi, please know that you owe yourself rest. And as you know, night is meant for rest. Why are you out every night? That is oh such my God. a I'm Nigerian like, I was going to say I was that. Like, that sounds like such a Nigerian thing But to my say. thing is, I get what she's saying. Like, just because like on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, you, whatever, you decide by eight o'clock you need to take it down. That's not my life. Like my life, especially like because I know my off seasons and I know my on season. Yeah. During my on seasons, bitch, I'm on yeah. and I'm ready to go wherever uh-huh. you want to go. We're going and I'm yep. going to enjoy myself because I know with my off season, y'all motherfuckers not gonna see me. Right. Yeah. So I that's how I look at it. But mm-hmm. she's looking at it as you know, when I was younger, after school, after work, I come home, clean the house. Staying, and I'm like, yep. I don't even like when my dad, because my dad lives in Nigeria, and even when my dad would like vacation here, because he came like over the summer, and he would be like, Gucci, all this you're going out, don't you rest? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, but it will be 
it would be different if it's like, you know, we had like a family dinner or something. Right. No, I come home from work and I stay in my room all day. What is the difference between me yep. staying in my room and me going out? You ain't going right. to see me regardless. Right. Like, right. You get that the same way. I remember one time, like I had finessed him to give me a ride out to the city because I didn't feel like taking a train. Cool. That's a good dad. <laughs> right? <laughs> Shout out to my dad, yo. He's the greatest. The greatest ever. But like he had driven me out to the city. I want to say around like. We had it out maybe like 10.30, At night? Yeah. Oh, your dad is not. Nice. I would have put you yeah. on do not disturb me. <laughs> and he had mentioned the same thing. <laughs> he was like. Don't ask me no stupid questions. Yeah, like, bitch, don't, wait a minute. Okay, let's omit the fact that I was heading out to the city. Y'all remember back in the day before we were washed. You know, the flex wouldn't start till like 11 o'clock at night. Facts. You know what I mean? Oh Facts. I, I, I can't miss- even mm-hmm. fathom anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't miss them Imagine. days. But the flex didn't start till like 11, 10 o'clock Ooh, at night. Right? How? And but then you know that. you know, you got to get there oh, like yeah. an hour or so later. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to be the first exactly. one. You're really and not out till midnight. That. He was like, I don't know how y'all youngins do it. Because back in my day, we'd be asleep by this time. And I was like, all right, dad, that's you. But right now, it's me. And Ooh. what we're doing is sex. Just <laughs> like that. Okay? And that is the that on that period. Don't ask me no stupid questions and take me to the city now. No. Drive. Stop. What's your dad's first name? Carl. Drive, Carl. <laughs> Bitch, it's a green. <laughs> but honestly, like, she can't even be that hype because, like, your dad is doing you a favor. I, that on that. And yeah. it, you tr- even He's try gonna... asking me to drive your ass to the city. I said... <laughs> I promise you, nah. I'd put you, you on. You can ask me at 3 p.m. I'm going to be like, He's one of the weirdos Where? that loves driving in the city. No. I don't know I how. I would never. That's a suicide mission. Thank I can you. Yeah, I'm not here city. for Final Destination. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so um, what do you guys like, or how has your culture and upbringing like, molded you into the woman that you are today? Whether it's like work ethic, your goals, relationship views, ideals, morals, blah, 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 blah. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me... Um, like I said, I grew up in an African-American household with mostly women, so I was always around black women. Um, and as a black woman, you seem to face a lot of adversity, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is in relationships, it's at work, it's just like living, pretty much. Like There's always like an adversity thing. And it was weird because I went to a predominantly white high school, and shout out your high school. Go ahead. Where you go? No, that's all right. Oops. So, all right. um, <laughs> okay. so I was a black girl in high school seeing other black girls in the same high school. And it's good that we didn't try to assimilate to what the majority was trying to tell us to do. Like I wasn't gonna, you know, curse out my mom like ever just because these people were, you know, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't drink when I was in high school, like mm-hmm. all that kind of, because if my mom smelled a Mike's hard lemonade on me, <laughs> a Mike's hard lemonade, it would be, you, it's juice. It would be, cur- it would be juice. curtains. Though. There's nothing hard about Mike's hard lemonade. There was nothing hard about it, but it, the, the hit would have been hard. Mm. And I don't know. It was just seeing who I am versus seeing who was, who I was surrounded by at the time. Um, the ideals that my mom and my aunts instilled in me was, you know, you are different, you know, you're not them, you're not them, you're you Mm -hmm. and your experiences as much as you would even try to be like them, it's never going to be the same. same. Mm -hmm. And I really took that and ran with it because I know even now, like, um, 
you know, that we, that I have a full-time job and like all that kind of stuff. There are instances in where I feel cheap shotted because I'm a black woman and you know, you're around white men, white women, whoever the case may be. And the way in which a black woman raised me literally just molded my entire life. And I feel even like as I've grown older, especially once I got to college and beyond, I feel more black than ever because I understand now what it means to be a black woman rather than knowing that I'm a girl who just so happens to have black skin. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, I would say independence is really, really important, especially in my culture. I, um, I know that my mom, well, both parents actually, you know, their parents didn't play a very strong role in their life in regards to like, you know, the traditional way of raising your kids that we're, that we've been exposed to here in American culture. Um, from my mom came to the States when she was, I want to say 13. And I just feel like even from that young age, she kind of just had to, a lot of, a lot of the things that she learned, she had to teach herself Mm-hmm. So from the jump, she was just very independent, very self-sufficient. And those were things that she instilled in um, me and my siblings. And um, another thing, too, is a hustler's mentality. I was reminded the other day, uh, speaking to my dad, Jamaicans are always doing something. They always have their hands in multiple different pots. They are always taking care of something. We are we are hardworking people. I see people. that in your dad for sure. <laughs> we are very hardworking people. Okay, we may have a, a nine to five, but you know, there are seven, eight other things that we are tending to yeah, on the side. Yeah, so once you, you clocked out, you still clocked Word, in. You know what okay. I'm so um so that's another thing too that I remember um being exposed to as a kid, you know, just always being hardworking, being diligent, you know, of course, tending to multiple lanes, I'll say. It's tending to multiple lanes, definitely. Not always just sticking to one thing. I feel like with me, it's, you know, I don't like how the Nigerian experience in America is like, you know, everyone's like, well, Nigerians talk down on black Americans, blah, 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 blah. Cry, 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 mirror. Shut up. No. But I feel like with what I was raised in, it's like, it's literally instilled in me that there's always more. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you did this. All right, now what? Okay, you did this, and now what? Not to say that that is healthy. I don't think that that is healthy at all. Yeah. But it's like... All right, you got a, you got your bachelor's. Okay, when when are you going to grad school? Okay, when are you going to med school? Okay, when are you get your PhD? Okay, when are you going to the moon? Mm-hmm. It's like rest, rest. Mm-hmm. Like you know you that know? rest that you was talking about before. Literally, rest, please. Where are wine, y'all? It's no, yeah. it's not by force. Like yeah. So it's like I, what I see in comparison to, like, and it's such a weird like line that I teeter on because I was born here. I was born um, raised in Newark. Uh, my parents were born and raised in Nigeria. All of us were born, me and my brothers, we were all born in America. And it's like, I get that culture of being like an African-American. Then I turn around when I lock my front door, I get the culture of being Nigerian. Mm -hmm. So what I face outside and what I face inside my home is like, the the two are like clashing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, my parents, I just want to say my parents have never like, 
verbally said, okay, we expect more. But it's like, it's a very weird dynamic where it's like, you know these motherfuckers are not okay. Yeah, like you know they're not okay with just a bachelor's degree. Whereas in some households, it's like a bachelor's degree is not a just thing. It's a big fucking deal. So... And even, honestly, I feel like with a master's degree, it would be like, okay, so when are you actually going to law school or med school or pharmacy school or something, dental school, bitch, something school. And it's like, once you get that, it's like, okay, I feel this pressure to always be better than what I am today. Mm -hmm. Like, if today's Monday, by next Monday, I have to find a way to be better mm-hmm. than last Monday. Yeah, right. And it's such a, like, it's a weird dynamic because no one ever outright said it. It's just, they expect it. Mm-hmm. And it's like growing up in that. And then once I lock my front door to get in my car, it's like, oh, oh, you just got here. And I, it's such a weird thing. Cause it's not like when I would, when I, now that I'm more conscious of the things that come out of my mouth, um, because I used to just say whatever the fuck I wanted to say. And that, that's why people, some people don't like me. I can't, I can't imagine why. Cause I'm a great person regardless, but it's like, I would be like, oh, you're just getting your bachelor's. And to them, it's like, what do you mean? Just like, yeah. this is something that I worked hard for. But to me, it's like, oh, it's like a di- diploma. Like, it's interesting that you point that out because I know from, cause this is my first time ever really being exposed to Nigerian culture as much now mm. being friends with you, being best friends with you. <laughs> And one thing I've noticed is that in your family, you guys have a lot of successes, a lot of successes. shit is annoying. I bet. I bet it is. I bet that's a lot of pressure. But for me, not for nothing, but I was the first gen. I was the first gen to go to college, go to university, get a degree. So it's not like I had to look up to my older sibling who had already gotten a PhD and be like, damn, I got to catch up to that. I was the one that was setting the stone, uh, setting the marker for, okay, this is, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that's so, I I guess I kind of, I'm saying like, I didn't have to compete with anything, which I feel bad for because I feel like dealing with that pressure is a lot. You know what I mean? I bet it's a lot to like be mindful of, especially when, okay, not for nothing, a bachelor's is hard to obtain. It's really hard to obtain. It's hard as fuck to obtain. But the craziest thing is I also, again, I teeter along the lines of being African-American in America and a Nigerian once I locked my front door. Right. So when I got my bachelor's, it's like, my mom was like, okay, so September you're going to medical school? You're going to, uh, what are you doing? Because right. in September, I don't want to see you sitting in the house. Like, <laughs> right. But it's like, I could not dare imagine to tell my mom, oh, like, you know, um, maybe I want to take a year off. Because after I graduated, I took a year off and then I went back to school. Shout out to and, you for doing that. Yeah, bitch, because I was poor. Oh, No, I feel, because most people take oh a year off and they God. never come back. So shout out oh to you for actually God. coming back. Yeah, yeah, it was difficult I to bet. get back it in the zone. Difficult. But it's like, I couldn't imagine telling my, my mom, like, you know, some of my peers in school, like, a bachelor's is a really big deal to them. And I get it. It may not be to you, but it's like, and the thing with Nigerian parents, as with most parents, they want you to do more and to be better than what, whatever they, they achieve, just be better. And I get it. And I remember mentioning this on like, I don't know what episode it was, but it's like that unspoken pressure of because my brothers are so successful. It's right. like, okay, 
which are your next in line. Yeah. Like, right. Literally, all three of That's them decided a lot to of go. To carry yeah, around. and it's like yeah. all of the motherfuckers. I was like, you guys didn't want to have a family fucking meeting <laughs> before y'all decided to go to law school and be doctors. Like, what exactly did I miss? Did you guys just have this in your bedroom? You didn't include me. So it's like all of this. It's like okay, now I'm like. Because if I fuck up, then I have a little brother. Then he's like, oh, mm-hmm. well, Gucci didn't do anything. And it's like, and then the rest of them are looking at me like, well, we did this. And Why then my parents are looking at me, oh, well, see your brothers. Look at your mates. Look at blah, blah, blah. It's crazy because you're kind of put in this position to be a role model, even though you didn't really. I didn't ask for, for it. it. <laughs> and it's so weird. And to your brothers as well. Literally. You know I mean? And I, oh, my brother, my oldest brother must have had the most pressure. But like, mm. I know a very common phrase in the Nigerian culture, see your mates. Look, your mates are doing this. Yeah. What does that doing. mean? It's like, look at people your age. Like, say for instance, if I was to come home with like a C, oh God, a B. Say I come home with a B. And it's like, see your mates. Uh, Tommy, he got, he got 100. You now came here with 85. Does Tommy have two heads? Oh, I cannot tell you yeah. how many times I've heard that phrase. Really? Does such and such have two heads? No. Because why they get an A and you got a B? Yeah, oh, I've heard that before. Because like, it's, it's like, what is it that you aren't getting right, or exactly. what is it that oh, they have exactly. that allows that allows them to, to get it and to you get it you like and the that. whole thing is like first of all bitch when i asked you at 3 47 p.m last night to help me with my homework did you help me yeah. maybe tommy has parents yeah who's that's like no let me not come <laughs> yeah, don't, go, don't come with them like that they're gonna listen to me like so you said mm-hmm. that tommy has parents like, right <laughs> but it's like that it's such a you carry that with you because now it's like oh, okay well for sure my oldest brother he doesn't have two heads I'm sure I've seen one head on him my second oldest doesn't have two heads da 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 and now it's like okay now me you better you just better fucking do something like you know what it is I feel like in hearing your experience I'm I'm not gonna you know say this is concrete but you can definitely say if this is true or not I feel like it sounds like they understand more of the academic side and the productivity side rather than the emotional or mental toll oh, that it 100%. takes to get there. 100%. You know, because like if I dissect all of the the mental tolls and the emotional tolls and all of the social um, stresses that I've had and all of the social um, influences that I've had. If I break down what college was for me, strictly academics, it was kind of easy, like for me at least. Very easy. Like now that I think about it, but it's not. It was kind of just like the classes were longer, and you just had to learn more in a shorter amount of time. But like the actual work itself, for me personally. Yeah wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad and like you have you have a lot of resources there but but there were no there well there were quote unquote but there really weren't any resources to be there for me at 2 a.m when i'm stressing myself out and pulling my hair out and all that kind of stuff and i feel like depending on the culture that you grow up with a lot of people a lot of parents don't see that part and they just think well I see Mark over there got his degree with a 4.0 with no problem, mm-hmm. but you're here with a 3.2. Yeah, yeah, you got your bachelor, but where's the 4.0? Like, yeah, because that 0.8 probably was me being burnt out because I had to do five um, all nighters in a row, yeah. me crying over something else right. that probably happened in the meantime. Da, 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 da. And it could be like, I could be the most diligent student ever. But stress don't stop for nobody. Like, 
it can hit me like an atom bomb and that can put me like smooth out of commission right you know what i'm saying and say those same stresses that are plaguing us from like actually being able to tend to our responsibilities those 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 stresses are like the clashes that we were talking about yeah from dealing with our cultures and stuff like that because it's kind of just like you have to suck it up and get over it and like you don't even get the chance to like fully internalize what you're going through you're just trying to be the model for your parents parents. and that's such a crazy pressure and that's something again you know i make beautiful segues just to let you guys know you know that is one of my key points but um (laughs) it's like that's something because my next question would be like what is something from your culture that you wouldn't want to pass on to your children that is one of them. Like, I don't ever want my child to feel like an unspoken, like, amount of pressure for me that, like, when it's all said and done, when I reach my goals, you have to reach more than my goals. And if your brothers or sisters yeah. are doing this, you have to be times two. Yeah. And if, like, right. you do go to a white school and, I mean, what, okay, well, that's different. If you go into a white school, listen, bitch, you just got to know. Once you're in a white environment, you got to literally work twice as hard. And that's something I learned working now in a white environment it's like excuse me like sarah did not do exactly what she was doing or what she was supposed to be doing and y'all sitting here emailing me very passive aggressively can you email sarah please right but it's like that's completely different but i know within my home i wouldn't want my child to feel like i'm adding 10 times more pressure than the pressure that they already feel being a black woman or man living in america one of the things i definitely would want to instill in um in my case, is just being transparent about their successes and just always being encouraging mm-hmm. because it's it's like one of those things is just like, all right, yeah, I know my parents are proud of me. Yeah, I know they see that I've been working hard, but Jamaicans, they're not that big on expressing that and letting that be known. Oh, you know what I mean? True. Like literally you know the other day, like by like the other day, I mean yesterday, <laughs> I actually like... <laughs> I, I kind of got into my, like, in my feelings, and I had to sit down with my mom, and it kind of just was a conversation, like, mom, you're proud of me, right? Like, you see that I've accomplished X, Y, and Z, and it's just like, yeah, I, like, I subconsciously know that, but she doesn't say that, and I kind of was looking for her to tell me that, you know what yeah. I mean? So being encouraging with my kids and, like, pinpointing their successes and letting them know, like, I see you working hard, keep going, I see that you've accomplished things up until this point, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. That's a really nice thing to hear every now and then from your parent. Um, that's definitely something that I would want to push to communication in, in that aspect. Uh, one thing that I definitely want to pass down to the next generation is I don't want a generational gap to be the end all be all of understanding my child. So like, obviously we're growing up in a very different time than our parents grew up in. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that difference between myself and my child to not understand what my child is going through, how they're developing as a child into adulthood. I want to I don't necessarily want to be like immersed in that kind of generation because I still do want to hold on to myself because I still have a lot to mm-hmm. um deal with when I get older as well, but I don't want to be absent from knowing mm-hmm. those things. Right. So, like, my mom, while my mom's a fabulous parent, don't get me wrong. She's great. But I adore her. She is the real She's OG. the yeah, She's yes. really great. I adore her so much. But if there's anything that I can say, my mom doesn't really know. Like, it's not her job to know what it's like to be a 20-something in, in 2019. 2019. Right. Yeah. That's not her job. But 
she's not as outwardly accepting of the fact that this is what it's like rather than what it was like to be a 20-something in the 1960s and 70s. And I want to be able to just be more accepting and have that visibility there so I can be like, all right, I can... I can choose what I like and what I don't like about being a 20 something in 20, like 30 something, whatever, 20, 40 something. But at least I know, and I'm not blind to what my child's going through. I feel, yes. Blind to what you're, oh, oh, I know sometimes that scene is ringing inside me because I feel like I would want my child to understand I'm not your friend. Do not come at me like I'm your friend. Don't be telling me if on Saturday you was doing cocaine and taking... Well, tell me if you're doing cocaine, because then that's... that. I'm going to be like, okay, I get it. A sign of have the, a talk. A, a sign of the times, <laughs> but all right. When I was younger, we did weed. That's an cocaine intense... Is a little bit. That's cocaine intense. is actually a gateway drug. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's an intense <laughs> sign of the time. But, like, um, don't be telling me if you was taking shots from somebody's belly. Or, I don't want to hear that. No. I get it. Mm-hmm. I know you're a 20-something. You're living life. Because at 20-something, I was right. living life. Right. But... I want my child to understand I'm not, I may not be your friend, but I'm your person. So if there's a time where you're going through something, don't ever be afraid. And even whatever it is, because chances are at the same age, I did it times two. I lived a very full life and I'm not that old. Let's just say that. But it's like, at that age, I don't ever want my child to feel like you can't come back to me and tell me. Because that's a terrible feeling to deal with. Like, where it's like, okay, there's a lot going on, but... I'm scared to tell my mom this, this, that, and blah, 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 because she, I'm not going to say she won't get it, but I feel like with what I was raised in, she won't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. You get it? So that's one thing I will never, like, take to, listen, you know, I'm going to be a little bit hurt if you just decide to stop at high school, but if that's your dream and you make a lot of money, just put me in a nice, don't put me in an actual home, but like build me a nice home back in Nigeria where I can be comfortable and mind my fucking business. Do whatever the fuck you want. I don't got time for that shit. Like Ultimately, I think it just comes down to the fact that I don't want my child to ever question who I am to them. Mm. You know, because I feel like a lot of people do lose sight of that. Like you were saying, like, I don't want my child to be afraid to tell me things, like be transparent whatever the case may be because at the end of the day as many things the things that we're afraid to tell our parents are the things that they've already experienced probably yeah it's such a weird dynamic it's like i'm not gonna go to my mom and talk about sex yeah i'm not gonna go to my mom and say oh ma i was taking shots to do say when i was recording the episode like and then she's gonna be like what's do say and i'll be like oh all right ma'am ma'am go to bed yeah because at that point i'm gonna be over it i'll be like girl please but um yeah i just feel like i think that should that could be a thing across cultures though because the way that our parents treat us we it's not like they're treating us terribly, you know. No. We love our parents yeah. all the same. But Christina is that bitch. That's like, what I'm saying. So is my mom. Carl. And shout out to Linda. <laughs> so, um, but at the end of the day, there are things that culturally and parental wise that we can expand on. And that's what that's just what we want to do. And we want to make it better. Let me Across ask y'all, cultures. What are y'all biggest like cultural pet peeves? <sighs> yeah, that's how I feel. Cause sometimes I'd be like, Really? Yeah. I feel like with me, I mean, within my culture, 
I just don't like how, like, I mean, sometimes it benefits, sometimes it doesn't. I don't like the tribalism because it's like, what do you mean by that? Because you know there's different tribes within oh, Nigeria. Oh, okay. So it's, it's like multiple. It's not just Igbo and Yoruba and Hausa. <laughs> like, I hate when people are like, oh, so you only have three tribes. No. Like, there's more. Like, yeah, don't be give dumb. love to them. But it's like, I really don't like the tribalism because then it's like, okay. It kind of stems into the we're all black type thing. We're all Nigerian. I get it. And, but there's still, like, I understand both sides because there's still so many differences between, like, me as an evil woman and then a Yoruba woman or, like, somebody yeah. that's from Hazar. Like, adult, like, all of this stuff is like, okay, y'all sometimes, we, there's a lot of varying aspects. But I feel like within, like, the, because, you know, I consider myself to be both. I get a little bit of both. And it's like, Within the African-American culture, I just, sometimes we be wildin'. I'm not even going to say y'all be wildin'. We be really fucking wildin'. And I just be like, you could have not done that. (laughs) (laughs) You could have been in a better situation. Because it's like, I feel like, and this is a big reason why a lot of African-Americans feel as though Nigerians look down on them. But it's like, I feel like a lot of African-Americans take the the victim role. I say I am an African-American living in America. Yes. So I see both. But then it's like, okay, you have a Nigerian-American household. You get the African-American side. But I feel as though people would be like, well, my mama didn't do this. So da 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 Like, that does, just because that was somebody else's story, that does not need to be yours. And you don't have to run with it. Like, you can still do times two. Like, you can still be better. You can still move. And you can still, like, elevate and all of that stuff. So that's... I feel like that's my biggest pet peeve. And I also don't like when y'all be trying to mom, like mimic the fucking Nigerian accents. That's that's like, I guess, a cross-cultural movie. I hate that shit. Yeah. I just be like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Stop. Don't mm-hmm. do it. If you ever feel like you need to do it, rest. <laughs> just rest. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down. Rest. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but what about you guys? Mm. I would say... Mm. I would probably say the fact that, I don't know, Jamaicans are always trying to cut a deal. And I get both sides, I do. But, like, I was I was just recently uh, talking to somebody who was, like, doing a job for this other Jamaican woman. And basically, he was already giving her a deal. Like, he was already, like, it was, like, a $2,000 job that he was doing for, like, I don't know, say, like, 700 And even though... He had already given her a cut, like a little discount. She was still trying to cut more. Like, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. like, chill. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't always have to cut a deal. Like, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. pay for the service, whatever, whatever, whatever. But I guess always just trying to look for an easy cop out. We could like, if we could finesse, we're going to try to finesse, basically, is what I'm saying. And at the same time, I get it because I've been on the other side as well. Like, if I could see a way for me to try to finesse something from you or, like, finesse a way out of something, whatever, whatever, I'm going to dip my toe in and try to take that uh, take that moment to do it. But I don't know. That's kind of annoying to me. Uh, for me, it's kind of like we don't fit in, like, like I was saying in the beginning, like, we don't fit in a quote-unquote country box. So people kind of think that black culture isn't even a culture and we kind of just like not necessarily like feed off of other people but like 
we don't have anything to like pride ourselves in. It's not like we go like wave a flag or we can be like, oh, I'm about to go and eat such and such, or I'm about to go dance such and such, or I'm about, you know, like our, our culture is kind of just like encompassing of like whatever we try to make it as. And it has no sort of like formality, mm -hmm. I would say. Um, like for me, I know, I know what my experience is as growing up in an Af African-American household. I feel like a lot of people can probably agree with some of the things that I've dealt with, but it's kind of just like, oh, when I walk up into a Nigerian party or I walk up into a Caribbean party, I'm just standing there like, oh, well, I mean, it's not like I could rep Jamaica for one time or I can't rep Nigeria <laughs> one because right. like, then people are going to be like, um, <laughs> excuse me, like, what are you talking about? But one thing I do want to um, touch into like super, super quickly um, is when people that are African-American do decide that they want to embrace like their African culture. Like, let's say like if, if, you, if you find out that you're from Nigeria or Ghana or whatever the case may be, um, from what I'm hearing, I'm not saying that this is my experience at all. I've heard that a lot of Africans um, and no, Caribbeans- no. No. Are like, mm -hmm. don't try you it. You wasn't with a shooting in the gym. When you were saying that I was scratching my booty just because I was African, motherfucker, we all scratch Yo. our butts. You telling me your butt didn't itch when it was 97 degrees outside? I it was that. hot. You were sweating. Don't try and come for me. No. Fuck you. You said I'm an African booty scratcher in 2003. Now, suddenly in 2019, because every motherfucker got a dashiki so, from Broad Street, now you want to sit here and say you 23% Nigerian. Fuck you. So I'm your best friend, and if I find out no, tomorrow that I'm no, Nigerian, I can't. No, because if you were sitting here, bro, I'm not. I'm adopted. I didn't even well, know. Okay. Well, that's different because you're I didn't even know. So you actually might be just an evil woman walking around as a black. And then that's when <laughs> that's when the dynamic of our friendship will 100 percent change. Different. What I'm saying is, I don't like that idea because a majority of black children, when I went, because I went to school in East Orange, and it's like. When I was growing up, everybody's like, oh, I'm an African booty scratcher or looking down. At you know what's crazy? They would even be calling Haitians and Jamaicans African booty scratchers. I'm like, wait, excuse what? Me? I'm like, I don't even understand. They you did. know these niggas. This woman's from Kingston. You know these niggas. These niggas mix the up African and Caribbean music. Yeah, so I'm just like, y'all was sitting here like degrading us, taking us down, all of that stuff. And now suddenly... Because David Doe and Brenna Boy are on Hot 97, mm -hmm. you guys want to go to Broad Street and buy the yellow and blue dashiki and think that you guys are cool. No. No. Keep that same energy. If you, because there's ways to go about it. If you want to educate yourself on the culture, that's fine. But don't, if you know, if you know, there's, you black. Like, you, you know, it's like, there's no level of you if you, okay, you went to Target, you got an Ancestry yeah. DNA kit for $23.99. And now, I don't trust those, by the way. First of all, they're all lies. Either. And uh, then now yep. you're giving your information to the government. And it's just a whole stem of things that go into that. But it's like, you know damn well in third grade you was calling everybody African booty scratch. Now you want to be on the wave because this shit is what's cool and this shit is what's happening. Right. No, I'm not with it. If you want to educate yourself and understand why certain cultures wear different things, understand that there are... And understand that Africa is not a con like it's a whole continent. It's, it's a not whole a country. Continent. So please don't ever come to me and say, "Oh, do you speak African or do you?" Don't be stupid. Get out of my face. Do I speak what? Or my favorite is, "Do you speak Nigerian, ma'am?" Hello. 
Do you know how many languages and dialects there are within Nigeria? And Even as an Igbo, there's still different dialects. I could be because I'm from Imo State. You talk to someone from a different state that's still Igbo. We talk a different way. It's like yeah. there's so many varying aspects. If you want to educate as to why, that's fine. I don't. But don't pop up in here if I invite you. If we go in in the city for a party, you coming in here with that stupid. I hate that one yellow dashiki with the little. With blue. The blue. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly what I'm talking about. I hate that shit. Whenever I see, I'll be like. You couldn't just wear a normal shirt. You had to do that. Like no, because I'm not people with it. because people want to represent before they educate. I'm themselves, not with it. That's the problem. Yeah. No, no, thank you, ma'am. But I mean, last question. Sorry to say, Daryl. <laughs> you should have <laughs> seen his face. He was like, "Would you guys date, marry, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera, somebody like serious? Somebody that's from a different culture from you? Come on, Carly. Sorry." Uh, I also have never dated a Jamaican man or been with a Jamaican man. Mm. Have I? Let me think. Yeah, no, I haven't. Going through her Rolodex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. But no, nah, I really But you haven't. wouldn't want to marry a Jamaican man? Oh, no, I didn't say that. Um, I, I can't say no because I've never dealt with one. So I, I don't know what I'm in for. I only know the stereotypes and, the, you know, the jokes people say about Jamaican men and so on and so forth. But I've never actually dealt with one. Wait, have you? Me? What about you, Chris? I no. have. I never have. Only, um, I've, I've dealt with Nigerian men. That's not the good experience. Well, on that note, on that note. <laughs> what do you mean on that note? Should, should I jump in? Go ahead. Go ahead. Wait, what are you? I'm black. Oh, I thought he was Jamaican. He said, "Should I jump in?" As if, I yeah, they had an input. I, I dealt with a uh, a Nigerian. And what was your a Jamaican? What was your experience? And a, huh? You a hoe? Because you said um, and a listen, come on, loving oh. every motherfucking different area codes. Yeah, got hoes. It's definitely it's definitely different with different cultures. It's definitely different. In what aspect? Nigerian women and Jamaican women are definitely you definitely you're dealing with different family cultures. So when you step into the family, it's different things. But are the but are the women themselves? The different? women, you get different dynamics. You got some that's, you know what it, what it comes to uh, being raised yes, a certain way. That's so, true. not to say all not Jamaicans are the same or Nigerians is the same. You know, people are different within each culture anyway. But I've seen dealing with a different, mainly a Nigerian, even a Haitian now. Um, it's actually different. I, little stuff that's mm. a little different, you know, attitude-wise or, you know, how they carry themselves or, or, you know, differently, you know, like that. I feel like attitude is definitely a big portion of it because it's Fast. like with, I've, again, I'm going off of everything I've seen in my home. Like I, and even like when I'm speaking to other Nigerian women, I see Nigerian, older Nigerian women are very submissive. And it's such a weird, like, it's so weird for me because I'm like, okay, I'm submissive sometimes, but bitch, who are you talking to? Like, you get? So it's like, okay, the shit that I've seen older Nigerian women, oh, like, there was one clip on Twitter where there was an older African woman talking about, oh, if he um goes out to do whatever he's doing, make sure, like, when he comes home, you take care of him, blah, blah, blah. Bitch. Me and me. If he, if he goes out and does what? If he don't go get that four for four, then the now hell? I what? will now open my body and now open myself. Say, honey, come. I made you food. I made you this just because you were out there doing what? Like there would never be. So it's such a weird aspect because that's so common to see. And when I saw that video, a lot of like Nigerians like, oh, could never be my mom. 
bitch yes it yes, is yes it is mm-hmm. don't play with me because i don't know your mom and i already know yes it is most older nigerian women are submissive and it's like that's just the dynamic of the household the man is the provider and then you're just you know there i think that's so interesting because i totally don't see you as that oh but uh, at all first of all you cheat on me i'm cheating back what are we doing what are we doing <laughs> whenever as many times as you're gonna cheat i'm doing it times two don't get mad at me right. You can't get mad at me. You did it first. But see here, this is an instance of you breaking generational curse. Thank you. Which is, imagine. you know, kind of left up to us to do. You know imagine. what I mean? That's really the biggest part because I can't imagine myself like being in a situation where it's like, I'm just taking it. And it's like, okay, my husband, oh, just because he makes, first of all, I am not going to be that bitch who my husband's, but we were equally yoked. Y'all know how I feel about that damn phrase we are doing everything on the same level so right. you're not making more money than me and even if you are it's only by a thousand or two thousand rest that does not mean you can get to cheat I really on me i want to make that a thing what rest <laughs> like I, I do no no i i do i like it I like just it rest life. yeah just anytime that you feel that like you're thing. moving mad just rest yeah like so it's like there will never be a time where I turn around and I'm like, oh, just because he's bringing home this and he he, he brings home the meat that I can cook the soup or okoroko. Like, I'm, no. No, it's okay. Like, you cheat on me on Tuesday, by Thursday I'm cheating on you back. So where are we going? That's interesting because it's the, I feel like it's the exact opposite for black moms. It's always a stereotypical, I'm a strong, strong independent black, black woman, woman yeah. who don't need no man, yeah. da, 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 that it's like, they almost feel as though they're so independent that love isn't necessary or oh, like yeah, I because like for me I know I don't take no shit but then at the same time it's like I'm not going to allow myself to be so distant from love that you know I'm just this strong independent cuz like at the end of the day I'm a strong independent black woman who don't need a man okay then what you know what I'm saying because like, where, where am I getting with this? And especially, I could be a strong, independent black woman who don't need no man all I want, but then when a man comes into the picture, like, what am I going to do then? Right. Because then when I start catching feelings, I'm a little goofy mm-hmm. because I don't know how to do it. And I'm not going to be able to treat the man the way that I want to treat him because I'm so independent and I don't need a man that, you know, I'm just devoid of any feeling. I feel like that's definitely something that's common that I've noticed. Um, and it's so weird like balancing two different identities because i know with my preference okay well the cat's out the bag now um i like to date nigerian men and most of the nigerian men that i've dated are people that were born and raised in nigeria Damn, i almost so, kind of wish we had time to ask because i wanted to ask oh you, we do. do you know we do i already talked to Duse daryl so do you do you only want to date Nigerian? Is that a, is that too hot of a question to ask? It's girl? not a hot question, girl. You know, we definitely know the answer. The people want. I'm asking. No, no, I'm asking for our listeners. I'm Thank asking you. for our listeners. The people want to know. Okay. Be honest. <laughs> Shit, it is kind of a hot question. Girl. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. it's like I know for me because I was born and raised here. There are certain things that I'm a little bit removed from from my Nigerian culture. So I would strongly prefer to, and that's what my dating history has shown. You know, as of recent, there has been some changes. It's cool. That's fine. But it's like, I don't think, I don't really think it's too hot of a question because one of my best friends is Chinese. She grew up Chinese. She was around 
Chinese, both Chinese parents, and she sh- literally is only attracted to Asians. Like, I don't think it's that's another thing because I don't it's think like, it's that high. With me, I, I, it's not like I go out actively. So okay, let me put my skirt on and go look for my dream. Right, right, right. But it's like that's just what draws me because draws there's certain things you're tied to the culture. You know certain things. Like I've dated an African American. I've dated, surprisingly, I've dated a Puerto Rican. That was very far, far, far ago. I don't know what I was going through. Do, do say that was like, huh? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> But it's like, with every, like, when I dated this African, it was like certain things were so missed. Wow. And it was like, me explaining, like, if I'm sitting here trying to do shaku shaku or I'm doing something like zaku exactly. or anything shaku. like that, and you, and that, or I play Burner Boy, you ask me who's Burner Boy. That's I'm going thing. to get frustrated at you. you That's the thing. You don't want to teach. Exactly. You know what's interesting? Me personally, in my culture, I never had to um, worry about like bringing someone home that wasn't Jamaican. Really? Yeah, honestly. Oh, well, is it that, let me, before you continue, is it that you didn't have to bring somebody home that wasn't Jamaican or somebody that wasn't black? Because I feel like, a gym like from what my quote unquote stereotype I love how she touched your head like, of like j- like a Caribbean household if I see you bring home like a white person like it's weird is that not I mean, weird um you could, you could is, be honest the thing is is that I I'm speaking more so for my mom because my mom has always been more so um on the whole okay, who are you dealing with? Who are you, be, like, who are you in a relationship with? Da, da, da. My dad has never been the type to be um, as hands-on into that part of my life, mm-hmm. okay? When it comes to my mom, she's always been more so like, okay, what are they doing for themselves? What are What's their career? What are they working towards? What are they doing? Mm-hmm. So she's been more so focused on that, more so like, okay, what what's their race did it if they're if they're a good person if they're if they're if they have a good head on their shoulders if they're in if they're pursuing something imagine <laughs> i just That's feel so like different. it's so weird i feel like with my family it depends on the gender because no, no, like, that's, a, the, see, my, that's the thing that's different. If I were to bring home, which is funny because considering my orientation, if I were to bring home someone that was a female. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my, yeah. I wasn't talking about oh, that. Oh, that's what you, okay. Oh, oh my, what my mom would of, like, sacrifice her, me to. Oh, no, you said gender. That's no, what I, was I mean, like, her being brothers. a woman and her brothers oh, okay, being my men. fault, my fault, With my, my fault. brothers, they just date whatever in their heart they feel is best. Because regardless of anything, you can date whoever and marry whoever you want. You're still carrying the Anyawu name. So when you get married to this woman, whatever, if her name is Bria or if her name is Chantel, Chantel, Anyao, there's no hypnotion. There's no, you're now an Anyao. With me, it's like, okay, say I go and marry a white man. There's a white last name, Steve, Stevens. And you're not hyphenating. Well, no, you are hyphenating. Oh, I have people. to because yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Ugochi Stevens. Yeah, Excuse no. me. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't try and throw on my yeah, name nah. like that. No. Yeah. Like. So I feel like that's why a big part of me is like I my this is this was actually not a nonverbal pressure. This was a very verbal and it was very like spoken and they said that it to was you? a bitch you better not try it. But really? Yeah. I remember one family that's meeting because we used to have family meetings where everyone lived. In the really? House. That yeah, is yeah. so cute. We never had family dinners, but we had family meetings. Oh my god! So it was like so cute. They would go like, rather the family dinner. Thank you. Less <laughs> pressure, but we would be talking about these things, and they were like, "My dad would be like, you know, guys, 
I don't care who you date or who you marry. And I was like, wow, daddy, really? He said, no, you, you must marry a Nigerian. I was like, I don't understand, but you just said, because I have four brothers. Um, that's, being the only female in the family, well, I mean, being the, not, you know, not including your mom, but like, you know what I mean? Being yeah. the only female is just like, ooh, and it's that's like, a lot of they, pressure. My dad was very lenient as to who my, my brothers love, married, whatever. I don't have kids with whatever. But with me, it's like, they expect that, I would bring home an Nigerian because I can't carry the last name moving forward. Like, if whoever I marry is expected that I'm going to carry hyphenated, not hyphenated, whatever it is, is expected that I'm going to carry their last name and their culture and I'm going to adopt to their culture. And that's usually how it is with the Nigerian culture. Even if you marry, like, a Haitian... Say, Carly, if you were to marry, or Chris, if you were to marry a Nigerian man, you can have whatever culture you want. That's cute, that's cool, but now you're adopting to your husband's culture. Right, mm-hmm. and that's even moving outward. If I was to marry an Indian or a white man or whatever it is, especially because I was born and raised here, right. it's like okay, I'm adopting now to this Indian, white, Jamaican, whatever culture. And then you also and have to be mindful like, of your kids, exactly. Too. And yeah. because I know I don't speak the language very fluently, it's like okay, now I have to start thinking about okay, will the evil language die with my lineage? Like, mm-hmm. and then that's not something that I really want. I would prefer. You know, a Nigerian. My dating history show is very different. I would prefer a Nigerian evil man, but as long as you're Nigerian you at this sh- point, wait, whoa, whoa, mind your business, oh. and we're not gonna get hot on the microphone. Yeah, because we, as because long as we know, she it's asked not me a hot question, and now she's really wilding. I, like, I was the one. That relax, was rest. Now. You're moving mad, like. But it's like I would prefer for my children to be raised in an environment where it's two parents are Nigerian. You know, God plays very 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 sick games and very wicked games where it's like okay you thought you was married to Nigerian turns out you're marrying Tom from the third didn't we have that conversation like yeah we were like what if we're suddenly suddenly you're marrying a woman and now you're a lesbian like (laughs) uh, the 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 you never know what exactly so it's like I know for me personally I strongly 98% 99.9 you know the hand sanitizer rate Nigerian. I can't say for me, for me, I can't say. I, I'm open I and I'm thankful that, you know, my parents kind of Mm-mm. set some type of precedent where it's just like, okay, you don't have to only be with a Jamaican person, but I'm- I, Chris got something to say. She already touched my shoulder. She said- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Chris, go I know. I, I think I know why this is. Um, me, when it comes to like- the things that we allow in our relationships as far as oh yeah that's true like okay me i feel like me and faith are more are more aligned whereas like i don't have time to teach nobody you know like this nigga really asked me who's burner boy i would be like can you imagine what are you talking about like honest get with it or just or move move you know what i'm saying i feel like you're way more like Okay, so here's what da 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 is, and here and there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like you're more adaptive, whatever the case may be. Me being me, like I just don't have time for that shit. Like, and I think that's just seeing I mean, like even in my family, even in my family. No, no, yes, necessarily. yeah, necessarily. I can't because see myself like, dating out of my race. I don't or out of my want culture. to deal with having these teaching moments. I get it, like a lot, and it's different if you're dating someone who is not acceptive of your culture and it's just like, oh, what yeah, is your rice? Why are you putting that in there? What is this? Why are you listening to this? Why the beat go like that? Fact. Bitch, because. But it's like, it's different if you're dating someone who wants to know and it's like, I get it. You want to know, but I am not the person for you. Yeah, well, that's what I, I mean. I'm not okay. it. 
I was speaking more so in regards to Jamaican men specifically. Oh, I thought you now, were just doing no, like everybody. No, I, I was speaking. Like, oh. No, no, no. That's why I said like my parents have never been so gung ho on. Okay, you only need to be with a Jamaican man. I only see you with a Jamaican man. Da da da. da. My, I, I'm open to dating outside of the Jamaican race, but like, or whoa, I don't know if that's the right word. Culture. 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 Sorry, but personally for me, I've only ever dealt with black men. So I only ever see myself being with black men, but black meaning African American or black meaning Nigerian, black meaning you know Caribbean, Caribbean. Regardless, but first of all, mm-mm. I ain't doing all that. I'm not. I'm not teaching you. So that you're only dating gen- Nigerian men. What is with you in this hot mic? Like, can you rest? But you literally can just, you rest? I'm. I already I'm, acknowledged things have changed. Okay, they've changed. Relax. <laughs> oh my goodness. Relax. Don't be asking me these questions again. You're wilding out on me for just confirming what you already just said. I would prefer to date a Nigerian man. Oh, okay. Whatever God has in store for me, that's God's plan. Let your will be done. That's all I'm saying. Like, if yeah. you like, if you want me to end up with an Indian woman, I would look at you and say, God, are you sure? But if that's, that's I would ask thought, you that too. Yeah, star. I know. First of all, imagine <laughs> if that's the star. Like, oh, that's this is star. my girlfriend, and she's like, like oh, I would look at you, and I would be like, like, Are you sure? Oh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> no, but. but I mean, for me personally, I can't. As a woman that I am now, because culture is so important to me, because I am, I'm not far removed, but I am somewhat removed from it because I was born and raised here. I know I. If it's my choosing, no. If, you know, something falls into my lap, cool. Yeah, We'll see me. how that goes. For like, me, I feel like I'm cool with any black person that has been delved in any sort of black culture. As can't, long as you got a good credit score, child. Uh, I just can't do anything else for me personally in my man. ministry. Have y'all yeah. ever dated a white guy? No. To do I, what? No. What are I'm we doing? <laughs> no, honestly, what exactly? Yes, do say Daryl. You dated a yes, white girl? Yes, do say Daryl. So we back on? Yeah. We been yeah, on. Yeah, I've been with a white girl too. So like, what did y'all talk about? Um, um, yeah, I, all right, I didn't want to intervene in y'all conversation, but <laughs> when you want to ask about a person's culture as part of the catch, because you're intrigued about the person, you want to know more, you want to... Oh wow! Oh, you do that too? Oh, that's crazy! You know, it's part of the talk. It's part. That's true. You know, but with again with a dynamic with me dating a white woman, which was kind of crazy. It was. <laughs> I can't picture it. <laughs> it's something to really. It's kind of uncomfortable at times. Or not to, if, not for nothing. But what if you date? De- uh, sorry, date somebody that is Nigerian or is Jamaican or whatever, but. They're not in tune with their culture at hey, all. Hey, imagine. Have y'all ever different. been in that situation? So, so what are we gonna What are we gonna do? What would we do? What are we What are we really doing? That's a lot of learning there. Because there are some. My my parents kind of sort of started off like this, Jamaican, but they came to America was under the impression that this way is the right way. So let me. That's instill, very true. You know what my I mean? Said the so same. they only instill their 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 child their child in this type of white environment because thought they thought it was the right environment mm-hmm. i get that because my parents were the same way like even as to 
I'm not gonna fully blame them as well because I'm full. I'm a full grown adult. Like some evil woman would be like, "Oh, I don't speak evil because my parents didn't teach me when I was four. All right, now you're 35. Now you you can you learn. Can. Yeah, exactly. But like, I know when I spoke to my mom about it, why they didn't speak evil and like at home is because they were afraid that we wouldn't get into schools and like ESL. I think it's ESL. Is ESL. Certain things like that. So yeah, it's like, yeah. they were like, oh, okay, we were told that if we do this, you guys won't get into like blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. I now know, like, I'm assuming when I was younger, we didn't have like that strong nudging. That's what I'm assuming. I don't remember much of my childhood because I was a child. But it's like, now, me personally, I take it upon myself. Like, even before, As you should. yeah, like, and my parents noticed that they're like, oh, okay, we like that you're, you know, you're close to the culture and you want to learn how to do this and you want to learn how to speak about it, you want to do all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine me actively like I'm dating a Nigerian and you don't care anything about the culture and especially within the Nigerian culture, like the evil culture alone, there's it's so rich and it's like. Again, back to that like whole divisiveness, we all are Nigerian thing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, it's more than that because there was a civil war in Nigeria. Like, and that's why a lot of evils and most people will just attribute it to Nigerians in general. A lot of evils are very proud and very like, oh, I am evil. I'm not just Nigerian. I'm evil. I'm not Yoruba. I'm not this. Because there was the Biafran War. And I don't know if y'all, you know, again, I'm once not everything comes full circle, because I tweet every, the same shit every three months. And <laughs> Follow her on Twitter. <laughs> thank you. Chief Ugo <laughs> underscore. If it's not about sexually transmitted infections and diseases, it's about the Biafran War. So it's like, there's certain things that I'm really passionate about where it's like, okay, now that I'm educated upon this, and now I know that there was a civil war, and even now that I know my culture more, I cannot picture myself trying to date someone whether you're born back home or you're born in Nigeria, you just don't care about the richness of our culture. Because it's like, when you ask them simply, like, what, who are you? Or like, what defines exactly. you? Exactly. Like, what are you going to say? Like, mm-hmm. because me, I know that I can say I'm a black woman and I can describe what being a black woman means is to you. me. Yeah. And just like you can describe what being a Nigerian woman means, yep. even an Igbo woman yep. further, um, and an Igbo, even further, an Igbo woman that grew up in the United States yep. rather than Africa, Completely just like different. Carly can um, do a Caribbean woman, a Jamaican woman, a Jamaican woman who's a first generation college student. Like there's so many things that we can yeah. talk about when it comes to culture. So for somebody to not be in, that's like, I just can't, I just can't it. like, I'm like I, you're just being lazy. Cause like, like you wake up, I get it. You go to work, you come home, you eat, you go, to, but it's like, when I sit and I'm really like in my head and I'm pondering like who I am, like, mm-hmm. cause there's just like everyday problems that I face. And those are directly because of the fact that I'm either black, I'm a woman or specifically that I'm a black woman. Yes. So for me to not be in touch with those kind of things culturally, how do you even like go about deciphering how you should feel, how you should go about it? Like all those things. I feel like I remember in, in college, there was the black experience. Is, oh, is yeah, it the yeah, black, yeah. black in America or just black experience? Black experience in America. So it's like, okay, there's a black experience in America. With me, I lived through the black experience in America. Now I live through the African experience in America. Mm-hmm. And now when you take it into that, it's the Nigerian experience and the evil, the, you get like, there's so many layers that I'm peeling back as I get older. Yeah. And that to me is so interesting. And I just want to learn more and more and more. Yeah. So with me, 
I'm a very cultural person where it's like, okay, if you don't understand my culture, you don't know my culture. I'm really not in the element to be teaching you this. Like, I get it. You want to understand it. You want to know it. And that's different where it's like, I'm saying this from my experience dating just a purely black person. And that's not like, again, God plays a very funny game where I might just end up with like, I was about to say a name, but I'm not going to say a name. Like, what's the typical black name? Like. Edward? Carol. Daryl. He used his own. Okay. All right. Not this Daryl. Not do say Daryl. Yeah, <laughs> not do say Daryl because that's a different but breed. Like, what, if, I end, if I do end up with a Daryl or like an African-American, okay, cool. Like whatever. Again, God's will be done. But it's like, that's different than like I'm dating like someone from an island or someone who's like from a different country in Africa. Like you have your own culture already. And now we can com- kind of compare the two because I've dated somebody that's not Nigerian. But you're like you have your own culture, and it's that dynamic where it's like, let's say I'm a, I'm obviously like a black woman, African American, and I decide that I want to date a Nigerian or a Jamaican or something, and let's say I'm so into the person that I get so in touch with their culture, and that you're just like, oh well, I don't know, like. Not only do I have my own culture to deal with, but I'm also like immersed in your culture or trying to learn about your culture because I like you. And then you're just like not caring about it. And you don't give a shit. Exactly. Because then it peels back into my, I know in my household as a woman, whatever culture that I marry into, that's the culture I'm going to adopt. Right. And if you telling me you don't know why your mother puts this inside your food, fuck you. Something as simple as fuck that. Fuck you. I'm not going to say fuck your mom because, you know, I like to respect my elders. But maybe fuck her too. Maybe. 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 We don't know. Like, all your dad. <laughs> fuck all of y'all motherfuckers. Like, but anyways, we are going to tune into our wines of the week. Yes. Or alcohol of the week, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, it's our last episode. So, so we, I mean, so we might as well let the cat out the, the bag. You know what okay. I mean? So, so we, we, we got to... some, we got a nice little concoction, a little, a nice little mix. We got seven daughters. What they say? Piment? I don't know what that is. I'm Pimont. sure. I'm going to guess that that's it what that is. It says Piment. Piment? Pimenti? Piment. Piment. I beg you. Oh. Piment. P-I-E-M-O-N-T-E. It's a Moscato from Italy. 2017. Seven Daughters. Nice. That's the name of the brand. It's really nice. Pimonte. Nah, my nigga. I said it already. Rest. He uh, said Piment. Is that Spanish, my nigga? <laughs> I said Italy. Good he night. He tried to make a French statement so, Spanish. Good night. That's by Seven Daughters. It's really sweet. You know, you guys know me by now. I like my sweet wine. So, you know, that one was for me, even though Chris picked it. She knows me well. Um, the next one we have is Be Lovely. It's a gracious red from Washington State. I don't know what it tastes like because I don't drink this stuff. So... If anybody wants to chime in as to what this shit tastes like. It was like. very nice. It was very light. Uh, this is my first time trying it. And I, I'm a fan of, I'm a fan of red, sweet reds. I thought it was a sweet red. It's, I feel like it, oh, it's, not it, sweet? it's more, well, it, it's sweet. Like not like, not like my sweet. sweet. Yeah, it's <laughs> not your sweet. Like, it's like a, a semi-sweet red blend. Not almost. No, Ooh. thank you. She wants well, Carly's. Juice. I she don't want Yes, I do. She Carly's a fan. Carly likes like to swallow. It has to taste good. I'm talking about wines. Um, talking about wines. I don't swallow anything else, but water. Um, it's either alcohol or water. Or do you say? 
very hydrated or very drunk. There's no middle ground with that. Heard. And then the last two that we have, we got it. Oh, it's HPN. Yeah, there's was, no Y. Yeah, there's no Y. I put on my Instagram HY. Now everybody's going to know I'm a dentist. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got some hypnotic liqueur. Facts. It's a product of France. You heard that? Liqueur. 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 17% alcohol. We mix it with a little bit of douce. Yeah, like um, to make our own to... upgraded. What's it called? Incredible premium, Hulk. Premium, premium Incredible Hulk. The Incredible okay. Hulk. Incredible yes. Hulk. Just to let you top know. Shelf, top shelf. Top shelf. We're not doing the Henny or the Henny no. Black. We don't do E and J either. Ew. Ghetto. So I've been trying to tell niggas what the So, but um, so that's our wines of the week and alcohol of the week, I guess. So we are finally wrapping up um, our last our last episode. Although we've come. To the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural to me. Okay, Wait, so who was so going to be singing? Okay. It's unnatural. You belong to me. I, you should have kept singing, Carly. <laughs> you should have done This bitch don't know what the fuck she doing. You could have just left it to us, me and Chris. As usual. <laughs> oh my God, that's so that sad. That was so sad. But that's not the note we're ending on. We are wrapping up our first season of We Are That Podcast. Yep. I need some energy. Fuck with Woo! us. That thank you, do say Daryl. Thank you. Fuck we with us. They up. really have no other choice. For thank sticking you. with us. And again, if it's not We Are That, what the fuck is it? It's nothing. It's nothing. nothing. Period. I- yeah. So, once again, thank you so much for all the support this season. We thank really you. did appreciate it. Thank you. It re- you know, it tugged some heartstrings in mine. Thank you. You know? Guys. You know um, what? It was sometimes. I, I, just, was, I was probably on my period. That's why I was crying. But we um, ain't no weak bitches. Yeah, yeah. I was going so, through a lot of I really did appreciate it. Like, when I would read the group chat, I'm like, wow, like, again, people really do like us and the content that we're putting out. Because we really do work hard. And, you know, sometimes... It'll, it is a little bit difficult working with Aries on a podcast. Um, but you guys point. have a lot of nerve. Because what? working with two Libras on a working podcast is a lot. Working with two Libras on a podcast is a lot. <laughs> What's a lot of my, I mean, you basically just proved my you point. You basically just right proved my point. All right. So with that being said. You <laughs> <laughs> bad as hell. With so that anyway. being said. <laughs> follow us on social media because we are not going to be quiet on there. We still going to be active. Yeah, we, we still, still going to be in your mentions. Yep. If you tweet anything crazy, you know. We oh, we're coming. To that we're shit. coming. Don't play with me. On your Don't ass. Like, what on rice? Hello. You me? If you, listen, watch out for our post of the day on Instagram. Um, If it's whether on our story or on our actual feed, whatever it is, make sure you stay in tune and make sure you keep up with us because we really got some hot shit planned for you guys. Um, Email us. We are that podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll talk about anything. So, Facts. I mean, like, but, and even if it's not on the mic, you know, the hot mic that Carly really tried to spit at me for no reason. Wow. Even if, like, you email us off season, we'll still answer. I'm going to be that bitch. I'm going to get on Twitter and I'm going to be like, oh, so such and such yeah, we'll asked us in the email. XYZ. Or if you want to protect, you know, your uh, yourself anonymous. Exactly. Say it with your motherfucking I'm about chest. To say, I was about to say, I ain't going to make you anonymous. I'm going to be like, your chest. my nigga Brian from Maplewood asked me if, but whatever the case is. You know, if you want to be anonymous, just let us know. So email us, we are that podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, we are that pod on both. 
follow me, Chief Ugo underscore, on both Twitter and Instagram. Don't email me because I'll call the police. Follow these lovely ladies. Insert your handles. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Dior underscore. That is K-R-I-S-T-I-N. Don't try with the E. You're not going to find me. And I'm going to just be mad at you, so I'm not going to follow back anyway. Hello. Um, so K-R-I-S-T-I-N-D-I-O-R, like the designer, underscore. D-O-R. You know, it's so funny because I actually have been Girl, thinking about changing. I've been thinking app? about changing my app. Just put it too app. late in the All game. Right. Let's so go. So my app is um, on both Twitter and Instagram. It's West Indian Shawty. That's W-E-S-T-S no as in Sam. I have a list. W-E-S-T-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-H. W T Y. There's no I A. What's in the Schwitty? I'm sorry, that wasn't funny. Okay, I'm so sorry. It wasn't funny. She said, "Wait, what the, did you say? What's in the Schwitty? Shorty without the no A. It's no A. And thank like, you. Couldn't. No A and Shorty." Okay, so make sure you follow Carly specifically because and there she is, really did go through hoops. Just yeah, to she had to ass. go through hoops to make this happen. And there are no underscores, right? No underscores. I no really underscores. don't like y'all. Okay, <laughs> really all right. We established that episode one. All right, move on. What you gonna do? You gonna get two other Libras, bitch? <laughs> yeah, you ain't gonna fight. What fuck is you gonna do? Hopefully, and you ain't gonna fight. Hopefully y'all see... Listen, hopefully season two, you know, Carly is less toned down as the Aries woman that she is. You um, want me to be more turned up season two? We Are told, y'all sure? I said toned down. Yeah, we you told you to be quiet. Like and to we be told on you to be a, quiet. A podcast with two Libras and an Aries. If there's anybody that's more, it's y'all. We're not, Wait, toned down or toned up? Okay, we're not doing this. I mean, we can do. We can do an actual. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Being on a podcast of two Libras, we can do an actual poll as to who's the loudest on this podcast. And because y'all heard episode, what was it? Episode four, where Carly was shouting at y'all. By the way, y'all are very big in personality. You're right. I mean, yeah. Regardless, and she said, okay. She said, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. Season two, we're going to get it together. We're just going to be nice and harmonious, and we're just going to love each other. I mean, we we love each other right now. It's just. I can't stand these bitches sometimes. But we love each other to the core. What the fuck did I do? To the core. To the the core. core. Yeah, it's fake if y'all always like each other. You know what I'm saying? I like that it's people fake. could tell that our friendship is it's real very real it's of fake. our discourse. It's, it's very real. <laughs> you could tell, like sometimes it's like, I oh, really these bitches these getting on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, like you could probably even I tell, God, like these you could probably sometimes. even tell, like when we're talking, when we're like rolling our eyes I mean, or like word. looking at each other. Like, <laughs> even, you don't even on. need a video for that because sometimes you yeah, could tell when I'm like, okay, but like I love these chicks. These chicks really my sister. To wrap it up, we really are like literally, as Carly just said, we're sisters. We're just here on the microphone just doing it real for y'all and we really do appreciate it so thank you so much thank you guys um, thank you thank we you. are that podcast is officially signing out for season Aww. one don't worry we're gonna be back for season we're gonna two. be we'll back, back you better we'll be back stronger. i just gotta move to another state first it's really because of carly yeah, yeah honestly it is it is. <laughs> Let me get someone into my new house. Bitch says she's moving to Nebraska. We're like, Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, bitch, you still got to every Tuesday to record by every week. <laughs> so, sorry. But, um, so, officially for season one, we are going to say it. You know, our little tagline. You so, we're it. wrapping up. And, ladies, that, that is the that, that on that. that. Ooh, <laughs>